Super Talk Mississippi media production. Kickstart your adventure now with a new Gud Golf Cart from Country Carts of Brookhaven. Gud Golf Carts are assembled right here in Mississippi with the best features around. And best of all, they're street legal. Country Carts of Brookhaven, 401 Highway 51 South, phone 601-748-0454. All right, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Jeez, that was embarrassing. Welcome back in, for some of you anyway. Welcome back in to the live stream. I'm Michael Borky, and uh, yeah, I spent the first, I don't know, three minutes or so uh, on mute, talking to myself, to nobody else, talking to myself. So uh, glad you guys are back. Sorry about that. There's a little button here. I don't know if you guys knew this. Here's... Here's some inside baseball in the broadcasting world. They have a little button on on sound mixers. I got a pretty old one, a really old one, in fact, but uh, a little button that's called mute. And if you push it, nobody can hear you. And if you don't unpush it, then nobody can hear you. So anyway, that's what happened. There's a, there's a little inside technology for you. Ugh, terrible. So let's start back over. A couple of things to talk about with you today. First of all, welcome in on a Wednesday. Glad to see all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part. If you are a first-time watcher, it usually goes a little bit better than it's gone so far today. My name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to my YouTube channel under the same name. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results. Yeah, William, cough button. But I see it. this doesn't have a cough button. It's just a permanent pushdown. So. And and so I have to use it that way, and I pushed it down and, and never, you know, never changed it. But anyway, uh, it usually goes better than this, so please subscribe and, uh, and tell your friends. I would appreciate that very much. A couple of things to talk about. First of all, uh, I had a tweet yesterday that went, not viral, but it was pretty popular, and, and people had a lot of opinions about it, specifically talking about attendance and I brought up the Ole Miss-Arkansas game this weekend because there are still tickets available through Ole Miss. Not all that many, but there are still some. And my simple solution that was lacking some context for what they can do to possibly sell those and why attendance is an issue, especially around here. You know, we have not seen a full uh, stadium at Mississippi State yet, nor have we in Oxford, but it's a problem around the country. And I'll lay out kind of my more extended thoughts apply some context to what I said on Twitter last night. And then also talking about Urban Meyer. It was a conversation we had on the radio show yesterday, something that we brought up. Uh, The hireability of Urban Meyer, we all know it's a disaster right now. In Jacksonville, he had to have a team meeting today to apologize for his non-apology. It's a disaster. And the team's not very good. And uh, can you hire that person. Is he hireable in college football? USC has an opening. Uh, Yahoo put out a story about Ed Orgeron's future, and they named candidates for the job that's not open yet. So you know he's a dead man walking, or at least that's how it feels. Can LSU hire him? 
And we'll talk about the candidates that they mentioned as well. Could Florida State, if they move on from Mike Norvell, could could they hire Urban Meyer? And would you if you were one of them? So we'll talk about that coming up right here on the live stream that hopefully, as you guys said, is uh, is working now. So is this thing on? Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I want to talk about uh, th- this, this thing I said on Twitter yesterday uh, because somebody said to me, and, and as you guys probably know by now, the Ole Miss-Arkansas game is not officially a sellout yet. And somebody said to me yesterday, somebody said to me yesterday, that it was, quote, kind of embarrassing that Ole Miss has yet to sell out the Arkansas game, considering, you know, how good of a coach Lane Kiffin's done and stuff like that. So somebody said to me yesterday that it's kind of embarrassing that Ole Miss has not yet sold out the Arkansas game. And I disagree with that uh, for two reasons. One, I think the crowd's actually going to be pretty good. Uh, You've got a few thousand tickets through Ole Miss available still. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Arkansas only requested 1,500 of the allotment of usually 5,000. So that helps a lot that Arkansas is seemingly not traveling. But the crowd's going to be pretty good anyway. But also, I disagree because of this. Here's what I said on Twitter. I said, you want people to come to games. You want to sell at your stadium again. Make it cheaper and more accessible. For my wife and I, for example... Uh, If we wanted to go to the Ole Miss-Arkansas game this weekend, we're looking at $300 before we take our seats. Who can afford that right now? And here's the math. Here's how I got to that. Uh, The cheapest tickets I could find through Ole Miss's website, yes, I know there are some secondary markets, but they have crazy fees, were $75 for the worst seats that I could find. For the two of us, that's $150 plus a $6 fee. But we have a son. And he is almost two, not yet two, but almost two. We would, if we were to bring him, we would have to buy an extra ticket for him. If we were not going to bring him, we would have to have somebody watch him. So uh, either the cost of the ticket or having somebody watch him is roughly also $75. So let's just say that our small family of three to get the cheapest tickets available through Ole Miss to this game would cost us $225. Uh, I do drive a a big SUV. It's a bit of a gas guzzler. I can probably make it to Oxford and back from where I sit on one tank, but usually I would have to fill up twice. But let's just call it 60. That's what I filled up for the other day, one tank. And then parking, if you're not lucky enough to get in one of the shuttle lots, you have to pay for that. Conservatively, 20-ish dollars. Then you have to eat right around you know 30 bucks. That's a conservative estimate for food as well. So just on a baseline, drive up, park, drive back, stop to get some food along the way. We're looking at 300 over $300 for the three of us or the two of us with a babysitter to go to this game. We are very much a lower middle-class family, and that's a lot of money for, for us. And there are so many people like us. A lot of my friends are like us, and that kind of a day is not something that that we can do anymore financially. I, I just I can't give up $330 to go to one football game often. I, I can't do it. Expendable income has changed. And um, the last 18 months uh, have been really hard on people financially. Uh, and the current cost of everything right now is sky high between gas and just everyday expenses are changing. 
And, and when your pay doesn't increase, but everything gets more expensive, it's harder to justify hundreds of dollars to go to a football game. And that doesn't include tailgating and possibly staying there for the weekend and something like that. So because of all of that, I'm not going to attendance shame if Ole Miss or anybody does not fill up their stadium. I'm not going to because the last 18 months have really had a financial effect on people, hand-raised, myself included. People like me would love to go to football games, but right now, financially, it may not be in the cards. A lot of things have happened financially over the last year and a half to people uh, people like us. Um, so you either A, have to reduce costs and make it cheaper for people to go or make the value of the ticket be more. And I know they're working hard on that. I understand that, but uh, you're not going to get attendance shaming out of me uh, if if that stadium's not full on Saturday because this is a small state population-wise. It's the least populous state in the SEC. Um, some people now just don't have expendable income. It's It's just not a thing that we have. And so that sparked that tweet from me yesterday was just simply – People like me can't afford that right now. You know, I I had somebody reply, well, in 2014, they filled up the stadium, no excuses. Did we just get through a pandemic in 2014? Was the cost of everything as high as it is right now in 2014? No, it is not. Um, It's a difficult problem for Keith Carter. I'm not going to say that just dropping ticket prices is the the cure-all, and, you know, they've got budgets and financial numbers they have to hit as well. But... You're not going to get attendance shaming out of me. Not when I looked at it like that, uh, because we're hardworking people that don't have a lot of money. And because of everything that's happened, we took a hit. We took a hit, a pretty significant one. And our expendable income opportunities is far less than it used to be. And hopefully it'll recover. But now we can't. And there's a lot of people like me. And besides, the crowd's going to be pretty good, guys. I mean, I... You know, if there's 4,000 seats available right now, that's a great crowd. And again, Arkansas returned like 3,500 of their allotment. So a a lot of that has to do with them as well. But it's not embarrassing. It's not if you can't fill up your stadium. Because people, a lot of places, cannot right now. And Oxford and Starkville, for that matter, are are unique in that – Staying there is damn near impossible unless you have a lot of money. Uh, It's different. It's a very small town, not accessible for a lot of people. And considering what we've been through, it's it's just a change. So um, they have to change things. Either A, it has to be cheaper for people in, in my financial range. Or the cost of the ticket has to go further. It has to be more comfortable, more accessible. Because, you know, the at-home experience has gotten better. It's cheaper. You don't have to spend 12 bucks on a beer or whatever it is. You can use a bathroom anytime you want. It is a cheaper day. But I'm one of those people. I have more fun at the games. Watching on TV sucks. It really does. And I I know in my position I could go sit in in a stuffy press box uh, but that, I don't want to do that either. I want to go enjoy a game. I'm not a journalist, so I don't have to do the journalism thing. I'm a commentator, I guess. I would rather sit with with the regular folks and, and consume a game that way. To me, that's more fun and more enjoyable than the at-home experience. I just can't do that. 
I couldn't swing that every weekend if I wanted to. And I know a lot of people can't. So long story short, I've seen it from state fans as well. We had a state fan text into the show after the LSU game and called their crowd embarrassing. I disagree. I disagree. I think saying that about people is not really taking into account what a lot of those people have been through lately. So no attendance shaming from me. I get it. These schools, I mean, it was already going this direction anyway. But now after COVID, life after COVID is going to be um, more difficult to get these people back. (laughs) It's tough out there financially right now. And they've got to work even harder to try to figure out how to get people to come back. It's just too damn expensive right now. It's just too expensive, at least for people like me. Patrick says ticket prices are crazy, especially with everything going on with the economy as bad as it, as bad as it is. You would think they wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, and so again, somebody said to me yesterday that uh, dropping ticket prices isn't the answer, or well, season tickets are are cheaper than that if you get them for the whole season. Well, not everybody can spend seven weekends a year out of town. You know, it, some people just can only swing going to one game a year. Uh, I don't know. I, I just I think. That's part of it, but accessibility is also an issue, too, especially with your small towns. You know, it's easier for Kentucky to sell out their stadium. Look at what Lexington is. Lexington's a big place. It's almost as big as Jackson. Uh, Not the case in Oxford and Starkville. Uh, It's different. And again, Alabama may have sold every ticket last week. Not every butt was in a seat. You could see it on TV and talking to people there. There were empty seats in Tuscaloosa for the best team in America. That's real. That's that's how it is right now. Ohio State, same thing. It's not just an Ole Miss problem. It's not just a Mississippi State problem. LSU had thousands of empty seats in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night. For every, well, Virginia Tech sold out their stadium to, to play North Carolina. I've got dozens more big programs that can't get butts in seats. That's the exception, not the rule. Chris says, 200-mile round trip for me, two kids, and a school teacher wife. I feel you. Yeah, see, I mean, it's 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 that right there. I mean, if you were to buy tickets through Ole Miss right now for four people, I'm not a math guy, but before you even leave your house, it's $300. Before you even leave your house. And maybe a few years ago, pre-COVID, when things were cheaper and stuff like that, and you had expendable income that, I don't know your situation, but I can speak to myself that you you may or may not had to tap into savings to, to clear some stuff. It's different. It's just different. Yeah, Stanford-Oregon game, that was brutal. Stanford, they just don't care out there also. But um, anyway, so yeah, that went uh, a, lot of, a lot of opinions on that. Um, on that yesterday, and I appreciate that. I'm speaking for the common man today. It's just not... Right now, it's just not something that most people can swing. And Miles, you are right, though. The 11 a.m. kickoff makes a day trip doable for most people in the state. Um, It's a hell of a lot easier than a 7.30 kickoff or whatever, you know? Um, Because where I sit, I'm two two and a half hours, roughly, from Oxford. Uh, With a young child, we probably have to stop. Couldn't make that drive in in one sitting. But um, if I were going to the game this weekend, I'm not, by the way. It was just an example. Um, it's my wife's birthday, by the way. So happy birthday to, uh, to her. But, um, you know, I could leave the house at, you know, seven thirty, right. Get there at 
10 o'clock, hopefully park, get out of the stadium by 3 and get home before bedtime. It's a much easier day, day trip-wise, than the other. But um, it's not embarrassing. I guess a 16-minute explanation of a simple thing that was said to me yesterday, it is not embarrassing. It's just unfortunate reality for uh, for some people. It's just unfortunate reality. It's too damn expensive for, for people like me. And uh, it's a shame. But the crowd's still going to be good. I mean, if they go, if they have four thousand unsold tickets, that means sixty thousand people showed up. It's a good crowd. It's a good crowd, especially with what Arkansas did, which is apparently not traveling at all. White Denzel says, "How frustrated will Richard be this afternoon at the Yankees last night?" Yeah, whatever. I don't care about his frustration, not about the game. I, I watched a little bit of it before we continued finishing uh, Ted Lasso Season 2. I'm waiting for that to suck, by the way. Everybody tells me that Season 2 of Ted Lasso sucks. I'm wondering when that's going to happen. It's not as good, but it's still very good. Like I, I'm a, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. We're six episodes in, and I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. But, yeah, uh, we'll play the radio call yesterday uh, from Stanton Single in the first See if I can actually play it for you now. This is hilarious. So this was the radio call. <laughs> this was the radio call when uh, Stanton hit that single off the uh, upper third of the Green Monster. This is hilarious to me. You guys may find it funny as well. The pitch to Stanton. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Out of the ballpark. A Stantonian home run. Now, what did, what did I do wrong? What did I see wrong? He's at first base. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even, it's not like it hit the top of the monster. It was like three quarters of the way up. If you're calling a game in Boston, you got to know, like, wait on your calls to left field just to make sure because there's a gigantic wall out there. Uh, anyway, that was funny. But turning the page here. You guys know that uh, the Urban Meyer story by now. You guys know the Urban Meyer story by now. He gets caught in his own bar where, by the way, it's his bar. And there's a huge picture of he and his wife on the wall in the bar where these videos were taken. I'm not kidding. You've seen the videos by now. The first one goes viral, and it's clear based on what he said in the press conference and apparently to his team that he did not know there was a second video out there of him. Uh, how can I put this PG? Participating? Uh, yeah, participating in in that. So clearly, the first round of apologies and press conference was done without the knowledge of the second video, and everything was basically a lie. And so today, after his owner gives him the dreaded vote of confidence, after he says he doesn't trust him, which was a bizarre statement in and of itself, uh, reporters talking to players saying that he has no credibility in the locker room, they don't trust him, he's a joke, that kind of stuff. Um, He has another team meeting to apologize for not being fully upfront with his previous apology. And by the way, the team is 0-4, and they're going to continue to lose games because they're not very good. And the question is, with these jobs open, at least it's what we asked yesterday, and I put the poll out there on Twitter through uh, the radio show's Twitter account, 
Simple question. Urban Meyer will be coaching where at the start of the 2022 season? And the options were Jacksonville, LSU, Southern Cal, or other. Other got 40%. Uh, USC had 30%. LSU had 14%. And Jacksonville had 16%. The question was, though, is he hireable? If you're USC, do you even want to go down that road? Because I can guarantee you, if you hire Urban Meyer, you will win. I guarantee it. Uh, don't look at what's happening in Jacksonville. Nick Saban didn't win at the NFL level. Steve Spurrier didn't win at the NFL level. It's more common that they don't than they actually do. Bill O'Brien. If you hire Urban Meyer, I, I guarantee you, you will win. It's an easy, easy, easy decision if that's the only thing you're worried about is winning. But the risk you take is scandal or it being very short-lived. Uh, scandal, now we know, at Florida. Scandal at Ohio State. Scandal in Jacksonville. Everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes, there's a scandal. There's tumultuous stories. But you will win. So if you're Southern Cal, and you've had recent Scandals in your history, NCAA, and also uh, your athletic department allowing kids to pretend to be athletes because the coaches took bribes to get them into school. Um, Can you go down that road? If you're LSU, who will be looking for a coach not too terribly long from right now, is that a road that you can go down? Because you're being investigated by the NCAA. Even if it goes nowhere, it's still out there. And your university is being investigated because of mishandlings in the Title IX office up to covering up violent things that happen to your female students. Can you hire somebody that has the past that Urban Meyer has? I don't know. I don't know. But I have a feeling somewhere will give him an opportunity. Because while we can pretend that everything in college sports is all sunshine and rainbows and coaches need to be builders of young men and great role models and all that. They're football coaches. That's all they are. That's all they'll ever be. Uh, And their job is to win. And your job as an athletic director is to find somebody that will win. I'm interested to see what happens here because you know he will. And his days feel like they're numbered in Jacksonville. Is that a guy that you can hire? Is that a guy that you can bring in considering your past if you're LSU or Southern Cal? Florida State would be a wild card to me if they do, in fact, move on from Norvell, which you know may or may not happen. It's only year two, but would a smaller school take a chance, Gil asks, urban to Western Kentucky or Memphis? Um, I don't think he would have to settle. Somebody will give him a shot. Winning above all. I don't think he would uh, he would have to settle, truthfully. some Somebody will give him a shot. We did get the story yesterday from Yahoo because, of course, we did. And it, it, this is kind of crazy to me, though. And honestly, I think it's bad form uh, for a publication like that. You know, maybe I'm being oversensitive to something like this. But when a guy has not been fired yet and you put an article out, this isn't like fan blog stuff. I mean, this is this is Yahoo. This is Pete Thamel um, 
talking about his replacements before he loses his job, I, I don't think that's that's the best form. But again, maybe I'm being oversensitive to that. But you get the article yesterday, and this is what I said to Ole Miss fans on the radio, just get used to this because it's not going away until LSU hires a coach. There was a story from Pete Thamel on Yahoo yesterday talking about the boos that cascaded through the thousand empty seat Tiger Stadium. And as they lost to LSU, he even quotes, or as they lost to Auburn, he even quotes James Carville in this for some reason. I, I don't know why, but there's a quote from Carville in there that says the obvious is obvious. It's not complicated. I don't think it's news to anyone. Um, They're going to be underdogs in their next five games, probably, and they're all against top 20 teams. Um, There's mention of Scott Woodward and how he – you know, thinks big and hires big coaches and lured Chris Peterson away from Boise State and hired Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M and Buzz Williams at Texas A&M. You know, he's an interesting case, too, because you know he's going to go headhunting. He did it in baseball. He, he did it with Jimbo. Uh, like I just said, Jimbo and Buzz Williams, he, he's going to go big game hunting and overspend if he has to. Um, and back to the Meyer thing just for a second, I don't think he really fears scandalous people. I mean, remember who he tried to hire during baseball season? Remember Pat Casey? Y'all remember that name? And why Pat Casey's not in coaching right now? Scott Woodward tried to hire that guy. Was ultimately told no, he couldn't, but Pat Casey was on campus. So... Maybe Urban is an option for him. Maybe James Franklin would be an option at LSU, despite what happened when he was at Vanderbilt. Woodward's going to go headhunting, and Pete Thamel mentions James Franklin and Lane Kiffin. Those are the two names that, of course, pop up. (sighs) Just get used to this. Just get used to this. It's going to continue. And this is before the job's even open. This is before the job's even open. Um, and naturally when something like this comes out, you have Ole Miss fans that are immediately wondering, would he take it? Would he take it? Would Lane Kiffin take that job? Answer is, I don't know. Um, if I'm him, I have my agent pick up the phone in part because it's one of the best jobs in America. All all joking aside about, you know, their current situation with scandal and NCAA trouble or whatever. I don't think it matters. It is one of the best jobs in college football. But there is that. There is lingering questions. And would somebody like him, who took a job that had sanctions coming and got fired, essentially, because of those sanctions, uh, would he go through that again? Uh, Would he be the first candidate at LSU? It feels to me like the athletic director there has too much pride to hire a Billy Napier. But... I don't know. Answer is, I don't know. Would he take it? I I don't know. Would I have Jimmy Sexton answer the phone for for me and talk about it? Yeah, absolutely I would. But the thing about this, and so many people talk about, you know, he's going to leave for this job or he's going to leave for that job. And I understand you have the Tennessee situation that is driving that. And you also have some people who are not Ole Miss fans that would prefer Ole Miss not have what they think is a good coach. It's easy. Um, but the other place has to want him too. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen so many people, oh, he, he'll leave for LSU. 
Well, LSU's got to want him first. Well, he'll leave for Southern Cal. Southern Cal's got to want him first. The, the feeling has to be mutual here. And so even if he would take that job, it's got to be offered at first. And I don't know if he will. So I think that's, you know, I think that's a silly conversation to have because it, it's brought up so often. But I, I can't ignore stuff like it being written in Yahoo that their first two candidates would be James Franklin and Lane Kiffin. Woodward is uh, LSU's athletic director. He was at Washington, and he was at Texas A&M. He's the one that uh, that hired Jimbo. At, at Texas A&M and gave him that gaudy $75 million contract that Ross Bjork bumped up to $90 million. That was um, that was Scott Woodward. Williams says, complete opposite of baseball. Most Ole Miss fans wanted Bianco to go to LSU. Now football, most Ole Miss fans wouldn't want Kiffin to leave for LSU. Uh, not most. None of them would. Not, not a single one uh, would want that to happen. Yeah, I remember that back in baseball season. There was a... Um, I mean, the interview happened. I don't know. You know, I don't know how the majority of the fan base feels. I just know about how people around me talk and feel about it. And that kind of pissed them off. In part because they low-key wanted it to happen. But also, if you're going to very publicly interview for a job, you sure as hell better have that offer before you publicly interview for that job, especially when it's in your own division. It, it's you, and if you're Lane Kiffin in this situation, just hypothetically speaking, um, there there won't be a public interview unless the job's going to be his. All that stuff happens kind of behind the scenes. But anyway, yeah, that's a completely different story here. But just get used to it. Just get used to it. It's going to keep happening. Um, there are more factors than just all oh, he's going to leave. The other place has to want him, and also. I mean, Ole Miss can fight and try to keep the guy around. I don't. I don't think it's as simple as, "Oh, he's just going to leave." It's really not that simple. Um, I'm kind of sick of the conversation, but yeah, I mean this this keeps getting brought up. I mean, I just let's wait until the season's over, maybe before this happens or before the particular job that we're talking about comes open. Before you write these articles, and anyway, so. Thank you guys for uh, for tuning in this uh, this morning. We'll be back tomorrow talking actual football games this weekend, stuff like that, uh, as, uh, as we move along the week. Big weekend upcoming around the SEC, so we'll talk about that coming up tomorrow. But I wanted to talk a little bit about attendance today because I don't think that being a few thousand seats from a sellout is embarrassing. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Y'all have a good uh, rest of your day. I'll see you on the radio this afternoon. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Talk Mississippi Media Production.